Jennifer finds me Saturday morning, paper open on the table, coffee makers sputtering quietly in the background. Glad you didn't try to drive home. His voice is broken glass scratchy, and when I look up, I grin at the sight of him in a blue velvet bathrobe hanging haphazardly open over a folded t-shirt and a pair of striped boxers. Atop his head, his hair reaches a campfire peak. Morning, Mr. Hefner. He swears roundly when his foot locates a handful of Legos buried in the fluffy kitchen rug. Language. I've heard Stephanie give him this understated reminder at least a dozen times. Michael growls, bending to inspect the damage. You don't know pain until you've had one of these fuckers embedded into the arch of your foot. Satisfied he isn't bleeding, he hobbles the rest of the way to the cupboard, pulls down a white ceramic coffee mug with Morgan's tiny handprint stamped on the side, and pours himself some coffee. Why are you always up so early? I don't know. My internal clock refuses to give up being a New Yorker. Your internal clock is an idiot. I know, I laugh. Nice robe, by the way. He pours the cream into his mug and slips the carton back into the refrigerator. The fridge in the apartment we shared in college was covered in pizza coupons and phone numbers. This one has a giant drawing of Big Bird and reminders about playdates. Michael drops into the seat across from me and takes a sip of his coffee. It was a gift from Steph for Father's Day. Well, congratulations. You're officially your dad. Leaning over the table, Michael inhales the steam rising from his coffee. I can't do smartass yet, Carter. My head is killing me and I'm still trying to figure out why I was wearing Steph's underwear when I woke up. Nope. No. No. I shake my head, trying to dislodge this particular mental image before it burns itself into my brain. Standing, I head for the ibuprofen I know is kept in the cupboard next to the sink. The medicine cabinet, they call it. It's filled with prescriptions and band-aids and every over-the-counter medication you could ever need. There's a bottle of iodine in there, for God's sake. Adults have iodine. My mom has iodine. I'm 28 years old and couldn't tell you with absolute certainty what a bottle of iodine is even for. It's at these moments that I see the stark contrast between our lives. Michael and Steph have a three-bedroom house on a quiet residential street. They have a mailbox with Evans whimsically hand-painted across the side and a growth chart on the back of a closet door. They have a kid. I have a small one-bedroom apartment and a cactus I'm proud to have kept alive for six months. When did he move past me on the adult achievement scale? Maybe it was getting married or braving the real estate adventure that did it, or maybe it was becoming a dad. Either way, I could never ask, because as responsible as he and Steph have become, they both still consider themselves barely out of adolescence, and any mention to the contrary would lead to their insisting we crash a kegger or find the nearest rave, and I, ironically, am definitely too old for that. With three brown Advil and a glass of water in hand, I return to the table and set it all in front of him. He mumbles his thanks and takes both the drugs and the glass, draining the water in one long drink. I am rough this morning. How are you surprised? I sit back down. You had Red Bull and three different types of marijuana products at your party. I haven't seen booze and weed in the same place since senior year. He looks up mildly offended. It was a great party. It was, but it was also a costume party in late September. Halloween is a busy time for Morgan, he explains. There are play dates and costume parades and fall carnivals to contend with. That kid is busier than I am. Steph and I had to move our party up.
I go quiet, hoping the echo of his word sinks in a bit, but he still seems to be falling in love with his coffee. Finally, I break. I think the female wearing the most actual clothing was your wife dressed as Miley Cyrus. Michael Christopher gets a tiny glint in his eye. I don't know about that. Evie seemed to be showing about as much skin as you were. You adorable Hogwartsers, you. Here we go. I bend, taking another sip of my coffee. In my peripheral vision, I see him try to pull off a casual shrug. Steph thought you guys might hit it off. I'm taking at least five of your remaining cool points for letting your wife set me up with someone. You didn't seem to mind last night. I set down my cup and do my best to ignore the small surge in my pulse. It's true that I had more chemistry with Evie in the three hours we were together than I'd had with all my dates in the past year combined. I didn't mind really.